First, we're gonna practice some mindfulness with a few yoga techniques. Wow, I never thought you'd be into all this mind-body-spirit stuff. <sighs> Dialectical behavioral therapy is an evidence-based psychotherapy. It's clinical, not spiritual. Let your thoughts drift away, relax your neck, bend your knees if that's more comfortable, hold in your farts, namaste all day. It's more about presence, about accepting the situation you're in. Oh, I thought it was about getting my butt tight as hell. Up dog. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Back in My Day. My name is Michael R. Power, and today, again, I have the power because our regular host, David Petrangelo, is off gallivanting, as we like to say. And today, we are going to be reviewing the latest Disney Plus show, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. And uh, today, I'm joined by, I'm going to go ladies first. Wife Power. Ian Walter. um since wife power uh you know you made a comment that one time that oh yeah we didn't introduce you first we have introduced other ladies first on this podcast so you're right ladies first we should introduce you first and uh we're glad to have you on this episode to have a female voice here to talk about this female empowered show she helped attorney at law um so we've all watched the first episode we like to review uh, we do review most of these Disney Plus shows on the main feed, usually the pilot and the finale. The rest of the episodes you can find on our Patreon, back in my uh, patreon.com slash backinmyday, if you want to hear us break down more of the MCU shows. But we're going to get into you know how we felt about the series, uh, where we think it's going to go so far. If you've been following along our reviews of these shows, we really, really, really like most of the all, all of the MCU shows, actually, I'll say. And so it's fun to review them since we all like them. We all watch them weekly. And uh, what we're going to do is Ian's going to run down sort of the high highlights, high points of the plot. And we're going to go into full spoilers, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we what we think is coming, speculate a little bit and just go from there. So, uh, Ian, why don't you kick us off with uh, the first the first scene of She-Hulk Attorney at Law? Sure. Yeah, it was an interesting intro. I think it kind of dives right in. You get the sense that they were probably going for a linear story. Um, I actually read that they had this whole plan of telling the origin story towards the end of the series, but it wasn't testing well. So they actually decided to throw it in as the first episode. So that's kind of why you start off and she's already She-Hulk. She's already a lawyer. Like she's like ready to go into a, her a big case. And she's giving a monologue, which was kind of cool. But then, of course, they dial it back. And the first episode is showing you how she became She-Hulk. So I actually do like that choice. I think like it could have worked the other way they originally intended. But I, I think it's probably a good idea to set up your audience like and establish where it fits in the MCU and like how she's related to Bruce and all this other stuff. But anyways, we kick it off with she's about to go into a big case. She's giving her basically like her big defense speech. And then um, there's another colleague of hers who, like, this this dude bro who's, like, trying to, oh, why didn't you pick me? You should have let me do it. Like, that kind of thing. So, you know, you're already setting her up for success there. And she's uh, cracking jokes. She's got a close friend who already knows that she's a Hulk. 
And uh, and then right as you think she's about to head into this big case, she kind of turns to the audience, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, breaks the fourth wall and says, well, you guys aren't going to care about this lawyer show until we go back and kind of explain what like how we got here. So that's why where we are like at the beginning of the, the episode, the pilot, whatever you want to call it, like we're going back to a road trip with Bruce Banner and we're taking her to Hulk's secret lab that he built with Tony on the beach um, and it's like this beach bar. It's really cool. And they're on a road trip and they're just kind of shooting the shit. And, uh, you know, that's how it all busts wide open. So let's get your initial thoughts on how you thought this series started off. And then the big crash that happens, we see an alien ship sort of crash land. Uh, it looked like Sakarin. They did drop the word Sakar in the episode. So uh, that that's, uh, you know, Dave would be happy. That's a callback to Thor Ragnarok. So there could be some deeper Hulk uh, connections there for the overall mcu but this is a show about she hulk and how she got her abilities and how she deals with them very differently from bruce banner so how do you guys feel about the opening of the series and how they kind of dived into her backstory immediately i'll throw it to wife power first so wife power, what do you think of the opening and what do you think of the structure of sort of you know introducing her as a lawyer and then giving her a bit of her origin story i think it works with this one um one of the other shows we talked about mood night was like the complete opposite where like you're finding out about the character as you go along. But I think them showing how she becomes she Hulk works better for this one because the sense I'm getting of the show is it's not necessarily going to be like her as she Hulk, but more about her and her like lawyer experiences so like I th- it's almost like the She-Hulk story is like a background thing. Um but I think I think it works really well. I liked it. I liked the comedic timing of like her breaking the fourth wall and is like, "Oh wait, like oh by the way, I'm a Hulk. Like let me tell you how that happened." kind of thing and yeah, then Yeah, and goes were you surprised when she broke the fourth wall because the comic book readers know that She-Hulk broke the fourth wall. Uh, far before Deadpool. So she is mm. like one of the OG characters of breaking the fourth wall in the comic books. So that's true to the comics that she sort of breaks the fourth wall, talks to the reader, talks to the audience. Don't know if you saw it, if you knew that with power. I but. did not. So fun little tidbit for our listeners that also yeah, did but it, not. It, 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 I think it's really smart. I'll just, I'll piggyback off that. I thought it was really smart to, to jump into her origin story the way they did. I thought it was really smart uh, also to make this show like a half hour comedy because with the fourth wall breaking, you can't really be like a serious, dramatic show. So I like the comedic tone they took with the show. And um, yeah, that's right off the bat. That's I was into it. And I, those are the elements that kind of stuck out to me. What about, what about you, yeah. Ian? No, I, I agree. I really enjoyed the format. And I like how they kind of they waste no time letting you know how it's going to go. Um, and I do think, like I mentioned before, that just telling the origin story is something that it kind of brings everyone up to a similar level. Like you think you know everything about She-Hulk, maybe as a diehard Marvel Comics fan, but then you need to get the audience feeling comfortable with her too. So like this kind of gets all that out of the way. And now you you all kind of, we all don't know what to expect going forward as they go through this kind of like lawyer comedy series yeah um, i could see it being sort of like you know as wife power said a lawyer comedy but she's also a superhero 
And yeah. so it's the first two times you well, if you Daredevil kind of does it, but serious. So this is gonna be coming. And like we always say, this the Marvel and the movies and the shows, even they kind of give you different, they can go through all the different genres. You know, Loki can be this crazy sci-fi series. Uh, Ms. Marvel can be teen coming of age. Uh, you can have other shows that are like dramas or action. And this is the tr- first time they've tr- try trying a uh, like a half hour comedy, like a, almost like a sitcom. Like they're really going for the laughs. They're really playing it up. And I think that's smart. So we haven't seen like a half hour, true half hour comedy a la sitcom in the Marvel, in the MCU yet. So it's smart. It's, and this is the perfect character to do it with. And I'm, I like it. Yeah. And I'll also jump on to what, uh, wife power saying which i think that she will be focused on the lawyer thing but i also think that that's going to as we go through about nine episodes here blend the two together so like she was saying how she's not dealing with like the other guy like she's she's like basically controlling mm-hmm. both sides you know as jennifer mm-hmm. so i think we will see her kind of embrace the she hulk side and like she'll be doing her lawyer bit more and more as like the green she hulk like you know she might have to ease into it but like she's going to if the trailer is any indication like kind of represent like the superhero uh legal department right like like the the side of the law that deals with like the, these uh superhuman or even mutants, like any anyone with abilities, basically. Uh, so basically, I don't know if we should take a quick break. Are you back, Mike? Yeah. So I was just saying that, like, I think she will kind of embrace the She-Hulk side of her and actually use that in her legal proceedings going forward. Like, it might take a while to get there, but by the end of the series, probably see her, like, fully green and doing her thing on the on the legal stage so Mm -hmm. in the in this episode we see that big crash and then we see bruce is actually unconscious and he's got a device on his arm that keeps him regular keeps him non-hulking out uh, and it's kind of glitching she drags him from the wreckage and basically immediately gets her blood uh into her own and hulks out immediately his blood, uh, His blood Bruce's yeah. blood uh, merges with hers and she hulks out immediately, takes off in the forest and he hulks out as well. But I guess he's looking for her. She wakes up in the forest, goes into this like they called it the ideal sports bar. Uh, not very ideal. So pretty ironic there. And uh, she she winds up in the yeah, she winds up in the <laughs> bathroom. Of course, we've got like a group of girls come in and they immediately like wonder what's wrong with her. want to take care of her. It's kind of a funny Funny that sequence, was one of the funniest yeah. scenes though. Those and girls then on the flip side, the you know, like if that's like, all, like if they're trying to be like tongue in cheek there. Like on the flip side, when she's outside and the guys are like striking out, they're drunk, they're coming out and they're being the typical mm-hmm. asshole drunk guys from the bar, and they're they're antagonizing her, and she hulks out before she's able to attack them. Of course, Bruce uh, tackles her, so then she wakes up in this kind of paradise uh, back at Bruce's bar. And she's got, he's laid out spandex, Led Zeppelin shirt. He's inviting her down into his lab. He's explaining to her that basically she is kind of this like phenomenon and that her ability to metabolize the gamma or how, I can't remember how he phrased it, but her, her ability to absorb the gamma, it actually helped him heal his arm. And so there was like, it's a very different, um, metamorphosis happening here it's not the exact same as what he had to go through and he explains to her over you know sort of a montage sort of a back and forth 
discussion and training and he's got this big binder and he's trying to tell her you know we got to take this slow we got to deal with this and she's just anxious to get back out in the world and become the lawyer that she knows she is destined to be so there's kind of this back and forth and that's the bulk of the episode so like i I guess we'll stop here and see how you guys thought the interplay between bruce and jen uh walters was and uh you know like we're leading up to this big fight that they're gonna have i guess uh what do you guys think what do you think wife power about uh, their back and forth i really liked it i liked the like competitive nature of it because it's like the Hulk that we know, like the Mark Ruffalo Hulk, he always has had this like little bit of a competitive side, like who's stronger, um, that type of thing. So I think it plays well into this where she comes in and now it's like there's another Hulk. So it's like he might not be the strongest anymore. And um, she seems pretty like intelligent too. So it's not even a, a battle of like strength. It's a battle of wits. And I really liked the, um, the montage between, uh, the two of them and the competitive, like all the little challenges that they were doing in terms of like, it was like training, um, but little competitions between the two of them, which I found really fun and lighthearted. And, um, yeah, it was, yeah, we got a lot of Mark Ruffalo. We got mm-hmm. like, him to come back in the show like it makes sense obviously that's her origin story that she gets some of bruce banner's blood and everything so um yeah it was fun to see him like really a lot more of him than i thought like he he really came back to do this kind of full episode this full guest guest spot and i hope we'll see him more i think that's the most we're gonna see him from this series like we'll see him maybe have snippets of him but i really do think that if if it's true that they were saving this towards the end to tell her origin similar mm-hmm. to how they did it with moon Knight, it makes sense that he's they, not going to play into the main plot. yeah exactly like yeah. he but like like now that they shifted things and put it like front loaded it it seems mm-hmm. like there's a lot of him in it but i think that like they're going to focus on she hulk for the most part. do you so do you have a theory ian why you know she metabolisms metabolizes the gamma differently and sh- like right off the bat and he sort of has this oh you're different than me like do you have any theories like i my only thing i can guess is that you know there's something about them being related that allows her to be the hulk like he said i think it would kill anyone else and then the only other thing i could think of is because she's female and she has like different dna maybe that has something to do with it yeah or, like i don't, I don't like know. they might have a hard and fast sort of explanation they've already started to sort of explain away why and it, it makes sense to me but not in like a spell it out for you kind of way it's just it seems very much like a biology thing and the fact that like she does explain that you know it's not about just controlling your anger like she says she's been doing that her whole life right like just women have very different experiences than men so maybe it's just like the way that she's experiencing this new change is like just violently different from how a man like you know i'm i'm generalizing here but like how like bruce would have handled it right like he and and also like he's had so much uh experience as the hulk up until the point where she gains her abilities it's not the same hulk it's like he's already kind of become smart hulk and like 
like, yeah, he's sort of got this binder, which was a funny kind of thing. Yeah. This binder of like kind of mansplaining everything, but like it turns out like right off the bat, she's like a way better Hulk than like he ever was or even is after well, so and, much experience, so, stuff like that. So it's kind of a funny. What funny I liked about guy. that though is like it's emphasis on different. Like she says better because she's confident, right? And mm-hmm. he's like clearly jealous. So it's like a hilarious mm-hmm. back and forth, but. Like, I don't think you can point at any one person. Like, unless you're talking about, like, sheer brute strength, then you're talking about, like, who is, like, Hulk or Thor or Captain Marvel, maybe. But, like, you're talking about, like, one aspect of them. But, like... Well, it's clearly better because, like, when he, at the beginning, was the Hulk, he couldn't control it. Yeah. And he would cause damage, kill whatever, cause people and to... And she's able to shift whatever, back and could forth. Kill people, and she can control it right away. That's that's just objectively better if you can control. And, yeah, and, and I think not, that's, like, that plays into why or... he's so, like, frustrated about it because he's dealt with it yeah, for so yeah. long. And he's finally feeling like he has a hold on it, but it's still very mm-hmm. volatile, whereas hers seems like she's got it under control. But I also think that she's going to experience like you know overconfidence like she's thinking she can just go back and have a normal life and we're gonna see her go through some situations right so i did like about that's what's made her character different was that like the hulk was always like the jekyll and hyde yeah. like your anger like coming out and can't control it and she was always like when she was the hulk um she could control it and she could be like working and have your everyday life and then have to balance that yeah. right being a hulk in your everyday life so that's that is kind of the difference between the characters so they are well the other cool up, thing and this, really like. this isn't really a theory by any means but the other cool thing is like the other guy in this in her case is almost the audience it's almost us because she's always turning and like talking to us instead of having to deal with mm-hmm. like an alter ego right so that's we're we're kind of we're kind of like in on the joke too which is kind of a cool aspect of it and then of course it's not just the fighting and the bickering they have some like lighthearted moments you know he says there are some pros to being hulk and goes into the whole like it's impossible to get like super drunk like we're not you can drink all you want and not barf kind of thing and like it's like they yeah just that was great the I want that bar and, like, yeah they're just having a good time and then of course we're leading into like she ultimately just wants to get back to her life in la and just become this great lawyer so she's gonna leave like it or not you know bruce start, uh, tries to stop her and then this uh, i would say the main fight sequence of the the episode ensues and I, I liked it because you know obviously you've got you've got some strength and experience from uh bruce's hulk but then you have a little bit of elegance a little bit of like like I thought a lot of like prey, you know, like you're underestimating your opponent. So mm-hmm. like she's able to kind of take him down here and there. And uh, you had the moment where they both throw the rocks and he gets so angry, he just sucks it in space. I love mm-hmm. that. And uh, and then, of course, it ultimately ends up in them wrecking his bar that he built with Tony Stark. So what did you guys think of the fight sequence? And then we'll talk a little bit about how the episode ends. Yeah, the fight scene was and again, I liked like the bickering and the interaction between the two of them. So, like they they brought it into the fight a little bit too. Like the the one part where he does the like the clap, and then she's trying to figure out. And she literally like, claps back. Yeah, she's trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> literally it, claps back. <laughs> it takes her like a while to to like figure out how he does it, but like eventually she does get there. But um. Yeah, I like the whole scene. Like, 
is a nice. It's like they're fighting. They're not actually trying to hurt each other. They're fighting the mm-hmm. way the siblings or cousins exactly. would fight with their superpowers. Well, so they're taking it up a and notch. And it's the perfect and comic they know book they can't fight. Hurt each other. Like it's really mm-hmm. a comic book fight because yeah. that happens in the comics all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. You nailed gotta, it. Like, they're fight. not like. They're not. There's no like a like. No super aggression. No one's trying to hurt each other. It's like they really are just bickering like siblings. Yeah, when Hulk he, does the clap, he basically says, like, I didn't I didn't want to have to do this. And he goes, Well, kinda I want to do a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was it was really fun and entertaining and um yeah, I really I I Yeah, I agree. It was great. I like the stuff about the bar, I like the stuff about the drinking. Really mm-hmm. like it was funny, right? There really was a lot of good mixture of comedy and also, you know, a lot of heart mixed in there too with her speeches about you know, being a woman, I had to control my anger my whole life kind of thing. It kind of makes sense, kind of like leans into the whole anger and Hulk angle. So, yeah, it was great. Like it was it was a good episode. You know, it doesn't the episode overall doesn't do much to let you know about what's going to happen with the rest of the show. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the plot is going to be for the next five episodes. I don't know who the big bad is. And I think is that's gonna the be trade off from moving it from where I guess that's a trade off. Yeah. Is it, it going right? to be like case of the week lawyer like show but she's also she hulk has to fight crime that's my sort of guess but this doesn't give you any hints onto what the format of the actual show for the next eight episodes is going to be like but it at least sets the foundation and lets you know who she hulk is introduces you to the character and gives you like some laughs so in that sense it works but yeah i don't it doesn't set the sort of stage for the show and that hopefully will come with the next episode but i also i do i that was like one thing that I liked about it. And like, I hope that Marvel kind of like takes notes because like how far along into the MCU we are, the amount of origin stories that we get for every story, for every hero that they're like trying to introduce into the MCU. Like it is starting to get a little bit like tired. Like it's the same kind of like, it's got like the same kind of cookie cutter structure to these movies. And it's not that the characters aren't great and they're not exciting and stuff, but it's like we've, we've gotten it kind of thing. Like we understand like the MCU and the superheroes and stuff. And it's like, this was a really cool way that in 15 minutes they gave us an origin story. So they showed us like how she got her powers, how she like learned how to like use control her powers And it worked really well. Like you don't need an hour and a half movie or two hour movie. You don't need a six episode series to introduce all these new characters that they want to bring forward. It's like you can get creative. And this was a really cool way to do to introduce a character. This is what they can do uh, with the shows. They can Mm -hmm. introduce characters. And then they, then now she can appear in movies, and that goes for anyone that's appeared, debuted in a show, mm-hmm. and they don't have to bother with like retelling an origin story. But so I think that's what of, they're going to do. Oh, they're going to introduce a lot of characters in the shows, right? Yeah, but even like a lot of the shows we've seen so far, it's like the whole first season of the show is like introducing the character. Like it's like you don't really understand the character until the very end, like Miss Marvel and um, Moon Knight and stuff. Whereas this one they took a really different approach where it's like a 15 minute snippet of like here's the origin story now let's get into like a cool story yeah, now using she can be she hulk for eight like episodes, here's the pieces whereas... of information that you need and now we can like really get into it and i think it for this one at least it works really really well and um i think it can work for like 
future people like future shows that come out where the whole run of the first season of a show doesn't necessarily have to be like telling us about like if it's a really interesting character like Moon Knight by all means that was a really like he's got a lot of depth to but if they had spent the entire She-Hulk series doing her origin we don't really need that now we we got a, a short origin story that gives us the information we need and now we can like dive into a fun story using that character I think the big example is like Miss Marvel is is not really Miss Marvel mm-hmm. until the end. So the whole show is her trying to figure out her powers. She doesn't wear a costume till the end. Then at the end, she's her hero. This introduces you right away to She-Hulk, and now she can just be She-Hulk for the next. Yeah, exactly. but uh, like your mileage may vary, right? And it's got to be case by case because with Miss Marvel, like you had a very different style show from all the rest as well, and you had like. This, like Coming of age it depends on the story they're trying to tell with right? the worked, abilities that yeah. are brand new abilities. Whereas with She Hulk, it's like we know what a Hulk is, we know what a Hulk should do. So just show us how it's different this time around. And I, I especially like that they had tied it back to a legacy character. Like I like that she's connected to Bruce Banner in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. just like I thought they did a really good job of that. And then we're gonna see now how it moves from episode to episode. I have a feeling that like if it was nine episodes, this probably would have popped up like right before the final, whatever the final case or the final fight is in, in the last episode. So this would have felt like, oh, we have to jump back now and like get get the origin story out of the way so that we can finish the story. But I kind of like that it's out of the way now and we can just go forward and you know see what happens with all these cases and all these different characters. When she goes back to the courtroom, we get basically a what I call a Kool-Aid man moment <laughs> oh yeah when she basically yeah she tries to finish off the case like from the opening monologue like she wants to to nail the case and then she gets interrupted by a superpowered uh, woman busting through the wall very much like kool-aid man and uh and yeah she just interrupts the whole show so now it's like she wanted to do the lawyer thing but she's forced to do her superhero thing out of like almost like just out of like doing the right thing. Like her friend reminds her, like you've got the ability, like you should do something. Right. So it's like, okay, yeah, I am a superhero as well. So I should deal with this. And she deals with it pretty effortlessly. So I want to know how you guys felt about that final sequence. And then like, she does it so easily that it's going to be interesting to see going forward. Like, is she going to carry that confidence? Cause evidently she's going to run into someone that's not so easy. Right. So uh, what do you guys think of the final courtroom sequence? I personally have a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, I think they're going to be answered like as the show um, like continues because for me, it's like I'm not familiar with the She-Hulk character. So it's like I don't really know who um, like the character is that busted in and why she was there and um that because it just seems like a weird scenario to like bust into the middle of a court case like during closing arguments like she's she's not trying like what would she be stealing so it's just there's a lot of like unanswered questions that i hope yeah we get the answers to um i I don't know if they mentioned who like this company is just she's trying to take down but let's just for argument's sake, call it something like Roxxon, right? So I could see it being like a situation where Roxxon has hired a superpowered vigilante, 
to break up the court because they feel like they're going to lose the case. So something mm-hmm. like that, or maybe even attack uh, Jennifer. It's Jennifer Walters, right? Yeah. Attack her, um, you know, not knowing that she has these abilities, like maybe like, you know what I mean? Like where like they're going to take out the lawyer that's going to win the case or something like that. Um, so you never know, but it, it, I think you're right. White power. I think we will get explanations and I don't think this is a one and done character. Like it felt very brief, mm-hmm. but I think she's going to sort of be a recurring, uh, anti or antagonist or villain in the, in the series. Um, it's Titania who I don't know much about, but I know she pops up in uh, secret wars back in 1984, 85. I know about that, about that much about her, but, uh, anything else, I think we're going to see a lot of C level characters. I know like. Our friends over at Multiverse of Badness are championing uh, Frogman, whether it's uh, Leapfrog or Frogman. Like we know some of these characters, these random characters are going to pop up, which is going to be amazing. And then we might have some bigger characters. So I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, speculation for the series overall, because we get that tease in the end of the trailer where it looks very much like Daredevil shows up in the show. Mm. And I think I think that that makes total sense because Matt Murdock is a lawyer. We saw him you know, spoiler alert in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And he pops up uh, as the lawyer, Matt Murdock. So we know that Charlie Cox is reprising the role. We know that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is also reprising the role as Kingpin. So they're bringing in these Netflix characters and we're getting Daredevil mingling with uh, She-Hulk in the MCU. So it's two lawyer characters. I think it sets it up for success and we can get a very different side of matt murdoch where he's very serious in his own show in the daredevil series and you know he'll probably be very serious when we see him in daredevil born again and perhaps even echo if he pops up in that series so it'll be fun to see if there's like a lighter side to him in 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 his she hulk cameo what do you guys think of like what's to come and white power is there anything you want to see out of this show in particular you're just along for the ride i mean if daredevil is in the show it might become it might just get bumped to my top mco uh tv show i absolutely love charlie cox as daredevil and it's my favorite superhero tv show so like if he actually is in it that will be huge and um she's kind of seemed like she was on like the district attorney side so like he would he would be essentially against her on the opposite side in the court. So you would see kind of like the, he would be like the competing lawyer. So like that would be kind of That's like a an good interesting. Point. That's a good point. Take. Like if Jessica Jones or someone was getting charged, he would probably be defending her. Whereas mm-hmm. she would be trying to take her down. Right. So that's uh, interesting. Yeah. But if, yeah, that's uh I didn't know about that. I didn't watch the She-Hulk trailer, so I didn't know about that teaser. So that definitely gets me hyped up for the rest of the season. That's definitely a character I'd love to see um, come into the show. And again, like they're clearly going for a comedic approach to this one. So like, if he comes in, we'll we'll see a completely different side of Daredevil. And it would be really cool if they brought in like Foggy too, because he was like a bit of the comedic relief like in the daredevil yeah. series so like you could really play to his strengths of the foggy character and like give him a little bit more of a of like make him a bit more of not a lead but a strong well, yeah character and you'd also play. be confirming yet another character to be in the mcu which would be great right and so we would mm-hmm. have that confidence going into daredevil that we'd be seeing him again too that'd be cool 
Uh, Power, do you have any sort of wish lists for uh, She-Hulk? Um, I don't. I think you guys nailed like touched on it all. I just before I wrap up, I have a few questions because there's some for you guys. There's you know just some things on the internet that are talked about a lot. Number one, what did you guys think of the CG? of uh the, the episode in general and she-hulk because that's sort of a big talking point on the internet of the character she-hulk how it looks and all that i actually thought it was great i thought uh for a tv series it seemed mm-hmm. to have a pretty nice budget because uh, there was a lot of sort of this was heavy on the cgi with the two hulks fighting and i thought it looked really good and i thought the hulk especially looked good but you know he they've had decade to work on his cgi so like it's got to be good but especially uh jennifer walters i think she i think that the problem was when they show like a teaser trailer they are not finished with the vfx and the poor vfx team all these teams that are working around the clock to get these shots looking right are working i believe right up to the minute like around the clock and right up to the moment that they drop this thing so like if Disney Plus one or two, they could even continue to improve after they release it. But pretty much up until the release, they are working constantly to try and get it looking as good as possible. So I think they did a really good job. But yeah, just wanted to bring it up because it's a big talking point. It's sort of a big talking point. So, and I think when we see her pop up in a movie, it'll probably have improved by then as well. Um, I will say this though, I think some things are very hard to adapt from comic book page to the screen, and I think that. This could have been a lot worse. This could have been a disaster, and they pulled it off. Whereas, like, there are just some things you look at a comic book and like, how are they going to adapt this to live action? So I think they did a pretty good job of it. What power do you think? I have no issues with the CG in this. Like, people have to remember, this is a TV show. It's not an IMAX movie. Like, you can <laughs> we can only expect so much. I don't see any issue with it. I thought it looked great. Um, yeah, I, I think people are just, yeah, people just want to be negative to be negative these days. So it's just, well, there's a lot of scared dude bros out there. I've seen the thumb, the thumbnails, but I will not take the bait because like, there are so many people that want to review bomb this thing and trash it before they've even seen it. There's Mm -hmm. nine episodes. We've only seen one and this thing was already getting, thrown in the garbage before the first episode even got dropped because people just don't want to accept like a female superhero. That's just basically what it comes down to. Right. So unless it's like the over sexualized version that they're used to from the comics back in the day, they don't want to have any of it. That is a very vocal minority though. There are a lot of people that are loving the show and I think we just need to like ride that positivity. Um, Yeah. And I, I've seen like the people taking the approach of like, she's so anti-men and blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think she's just like, there's just been scenarios where like, cause um, they're just trying to explain like a little bit. And maybe it's like the stereotypes between like men and women or like the societal expectations that we, we put on like women, like, For example, she talks about like how her whole life, she mentions her whole life, she's had to control her anger. And that's just a very common thing in society. It's like if a man gets angry in public, it's normal. But if a woman gets like angry in public, she's crazy. She's crazy (laughs) and irrational. And like 
all these things. So it's like, it's just, they're, it's not, she's not anti-men. She's drawing on things that like women actually do have to deal with on, and like, if men watching the show don't want to hear that, it's like too bad, so sad. That's sadly the reality of it. Um, so I think it it's not an anti-men sentiment. It's it's essentially just the reality of what being a female is in society sometimes and the things that we have to consider and think about that like men don't necessarily have to all the time. So there's just – there's yeah. those – differences there and that's all she's trying to touch on and like yeah you see those like comments online about how it's misogyny and it's anti-men blah blah it's like you just don't understand it because it's not from your point of view so it's you're it's like people are just interpreting a wrong way and sometimes people don't want to hear it so they attack it and but i think it was done really tastefully and I don't think they spend too much time on it either. Like it's just tiny little snippets that like as a female watching the show, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like we do have to like control our anger and think like when we get angry in public, think about the way that we're going to like handle it. And we have to compose ourselves a little bit like differently. And that's just, yeah, it just, it's just a something that we have well, to do like, or not, very have well to do, said. but it's, it's just something that like we consider when we're going through those things. So I think it's like, yeah, I think they did it really tastefully. I don't think they went overboard on it. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it was very well written, this this show. If like the rest of the episodes are any indication by this one, this first episode, I think we're in for a good ride here. And I think we're going to see some fun like court drama slash comedy. And because uh, I do think even though it's, seems like a very comedy type show they like the mcu they they like know when to be serious and when to be funny in a lot of scenarios like it's not like they were joking around while the car was crashing like there were serious moments in this and speaking of the car crash um i don't know how you felt about that spaceship but like clearly um you know diehard mcu fans will recognize like it's a sakar ship so it's coming from you know, the days of Hulk being in on Sakaar during Thor Ragnarok. So there's clearly some like sins of the past elements that he's going to have to deal with in the overall MCU. So shifting away from She-Hulk, do we think that this was a sign of things to come for Hulk? Are we going to get some Hulk-based stories in the MCU that kind of pull on this thread of like this ship that was coming to give him a message? Because I'm thinking they, they could announce something like World War Hulk like a new series on Disney plus or even a film where we actually get to see Bruce Banner rage out again as the Hulk. Cause I think like that's one of the things that's been a little lacking as far as the incredible Hulk story goes. Like he, he was like this rage monster until he got it under control. And then he's kind of taken a back seat even through infinity war and Endgame, And like now he's kind of an advisory role. So it'd be cool to kind of see him rage out again and lose control. I think that'd be fun. Uh, what do you guys think of that whole spaceship thing? Do you think it's teasing anything that sign of anything to come, or is it just kind of like a funky MCU moment? Yeah, wife power. What did you think of? Uh, do you think that that was like a, a tease at a future Hulk project? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Um, 
I'm not like as familiar with like the comic book world as you guys, but like it, it could be a tease of like what's to come or it could just be like a fun little Easter egg for like comic book readers of like, I know that ship, I know where it comes from kind of thing. So um, it'll be interesting like if it does um, like um, surmount to something or if it was just like a like a little Easter egg for the viewers. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that uh, definitely with She-Hulk kind of being on the West Coast, she could be on the West Coast Avengers. Power, what do you think? Oh, West Coast Avengers? Yeah, I heard some World War Hulk, heard some West Coast Avengers, which are uh, both great ideas, which I would be down for. I just, for now, I'm excited to see where the show is going to go, and I really want to see what the format of the show is going to be, which I mentioned. So, yeah, that's, that's really all, you know, that's really all I have to say about the show. I think we all thought it was good to great. Again, another good MCU uh, introduction. And I'm excited to sort of touch touch back, touch base with you guys after the next two or three episodes. Uh, we should do that. And definitely when the series is over, we got to get Dave's thoughts. And yeah, I don't know. Excited to see where it goes. Sounds good. So yeah, just before we get out of here, I want to mention one more thing. I think like we will see some cameos in this series. So knowing that we talked a lot about our speculation for phase five and phase six, knowing that phase six is going to kick off with fantastic four. I don't think that's going to be the first time we're going to meet all these characters. We also, we almost, we already got a tease of Mr. Fantastic in uh, Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. So we're already starting to introduce the idea of the fantastic four before their debut movie. So wouldn't it be great if someone like the thing kind of, burst through in one of the episodes and became part of the the, the series just in these these episodes ep- like these yeah. nine episodes oh wow i do not think they would ever do that i think they're saving all of those fantastic four characters for the movie because remember she awesome, hulk that is would a be member awesome, of though. the fantastic four for a time no so. i know and her and the hulk and the thing fighting is just a long comic tradition so totally would be awesome but i just don't think they would it is a a lot on the cgi budget i guess is what you're saying yeah the care the character hasn't been cast yet or anything like i don't know i just don't think that would be i I would love to see it though i hope you're right (laughs) that would be great well i hope the listeners will sort of tune in and uh, if they're listening this far let us know what you hope to see from this series and and then you can join us in the patreon to find out what we think of the rest of the show and then back main feed for the yeah it feels like anything is possible at this anything can happen so I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, please know you can find us on social media at DayBackIn on Twitter. Um, and, you know, back in my day, wherever podcasts are found. So, yeah, just leave us a like, review, and uh, we'll see you next time. Join our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash backinmyday for uh, some more She-Hulk talk. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Wife Power and Walter, for joining me on the Shield episode and look forward to uh, talking to you again. Steve Rogers is not a virgin. He lost his virginity to a girl in 1943 on the USO tour. Yes, I knew it. You're not drunk? Captain America, 